Hi, I'm Caitlin Dubin, and this is the Rural Woman Podcast. I'm a first-generation farmer who married into agriculture. Born and raised in a city, I was so unfamiliar with where my food came from, but I was determined to figure it out. Through my journey into agriculture, I saw women who were strong, but humble, often taking a back seat. To me, these women were leaders who deserved a seat at the table. I created the Rural Woman Podcast to share the voices of women in an industry whose stories often went untold. The rural entrepreneurs who live and breathe their work, full of grit and pride. We come here to share our stories, to be in community with each other, to be challenged and inspired, but most importantly, to be celebrated and to be heard. We may not all live, farm, ranch, or homestead the same, but we are all connected. We are rural women and our stories are worthy of being told. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. We are wrapping up our two-part series of my mini interviews from the attendees of the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference that I was a part of in June 2022. Over the two-day conference, there were hundreds of women from the industry gathered in Calgary, Alberta to hear from a variety of speakers and panels, and most importantly, to connect with one another. Now, I shared my full experience of the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference on my solo podcast, Maybe You Can Relate, episode eight, the one about coming full circle. So so if you are interested in hearing that episode, you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and join the Patreon community at tier 10 or higher and get access to that episode as well as all of the other maybe you can relate episodes and extended episodes, all of the things, too many things to list here. While you're over on wildrosefarmer.com, be sure to check out the ultimate field meal guide for all of your field meal needs this season. I have another wonderful review to read from my friend Karen V. Karen writes, the ultimate field meal guide makes pulling together ideas for meals super easy during the busiest part of the season. There's lots of different options and ways to cook meals that don't require heating up your kitchen. And if you are anything like Karen or myself and live somewhere where it gets pretty dang hot in the summer, this is something that we all need. So head to the show notes today to get links to all of the things and head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. I quickly just would like to say thank you so much to Iris Mech, who is the brains behind the operation of the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference. It is always such a great time and so inspiring to have so many incredible women in agriculture all in one room. If you all have loved these mini interviews as much as I have and are part of or are planning a conference in the upcoming 2022-2023 winter seasons, I would love to talk to you about 
how I can be a part of your conference. So please reach out to hello at wildrosefarmer.com and I would love to meet you. I would love to bring my microphone and do all of the things to help promote your conference and to continue to promote the good word of agriculture and specifically women in agriculture because they're my jam. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's episode with the mini interviews from the attendees of the Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference. My name is Andrea Diru, and I am I live out of Indian Head, Saskatchewan, but farm with my family down by Musiman. So I'm an active uh, grain and mixed cattle farm farmer. And uh, also work as an agronomist with South Country Equipment and Crop Intelligence. That's amazing. Tell us about your home operation and what it was like growing up on a farm. I think there's just no better way to grow up. And I mean, I'm completely biased because I got to live it. But, you know, just the open spaces and the freedom and, you know, the values and the work ethics and everything that's instilled to you, it's only helped me grow more as I, you know, entered my teenage years and then into adult life. You know, you just had responsibility and you really got to be a part of something bigger and uh, to build something and, you know, see your hard work come to life and everything. I just think there, there's nothing better than that. Was there anything else you wanted to do or did you always know you wanted to work in agriculture? I was always going to be in agriculture. I guess the interesting part was I was always more tailored to the animal side and my brother liked the tractor. So he was the grain side. So I was always going to be a vet. It was just what I was going to do. Got to university and found my animal science classes absolutely boring. Like could, <laughs> like couldn't keep, yeah, struggled to get there. And the awesome thing about the University of Saskatchewan is that you have to go take a bit of a, a plant science course and a business course. And then all of a sudden, everything just opened up to me of this is the side I need to be in. So it's kind of funny. I'm now an agronomist and kind of manage all of our grain side of our farm. And my brother is a mechanic, so he's still with tractors, but he's taking over a lot of the animal side of our farm. So it's kind of interesting how we, you know, grew up in certain roles and then completely switched. Yeah. Always agriculture. Always, right? What have been some of the biggest takeaways from the conference so far? Just learning so much more, I think, about myself and being able to accept the things that maybe I don't like with my leadership skills out as I move into more of a leadership role on the farm and also at work. It's kind of like, oh my God, how did I make that person feel? Oh my God, like, oh my God, oh my God. And how do I fix it? How do I change it? And so learning a lot about myself and just accepting this is who I who I am and giving that other person the chance to be who they are, but also just being able to network with n- hundreds of fantastic women all across uh, Canada here and into the States and just making those connections in egg because we're, we're such a strong community and it's awesome. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture? <sighs> Uh, You know, for me, it always goes back to my family of being a woman in egg and being able to carry on the traditions of my family of women who have been in agriculture and carrying on all their traditions and bringing them back to the forefront and being able to to show off that knowledge and heritage and and tradition there. I think we just, yeah, it's such a kind of a a different vision, I think, when you think of corporate egg and and being able to bring that perception back to it. And I think that history is a, a big part.
Well, my name is Cassidy Reed, and I am from High River, Alberta. I go to the University of Lethbridge. I've been taking agriculture enterprise management for the last four years, and I've been active within the agriculture club there. And I'm a past 4-H alumni for the Oak Oaks Outriders, and I've loved agriculture ever since I was little, riding since I was five, and just happy to be in the egg industry. Yeah. What was it that made you decide that you were going to go to post-secondary education for agriculture? It was really just my passion for agriculture, and through 4-H, I built a lot of public speaking skills and just interacting with people and human connection in general and kind of mixing all those passions together brought me to university and with the whole agriculture community with my egg club, which has been really awesome for me to make those connections and industry connections. And the agriculture enterprise management degree at UofL was a new program. So I thought I'd check it out. And it's been great to kind of mix management practices with agriculture policies, which is really what I'm looking to get into later in life. What is the ultimate goal? What do you think the dream is? I honestly hated it when like I was in school. People are like, what are you going to do when you're done school? So I apologize for asking the stereotypical question. But what do you think you want to do? <laughs> no, that's all good. I'm I get that question a lot, like you say, so I have a bit of an idea. So I really wanted to mix kind of my passion for agriculture and travel and public speaking, which I got through 4-H and just general events that I did throughout the community in High River. And I would like to be able to travel and kind of work on different farms in different countries around the world after I graduate, which is the plan because I've had opportunities in the past. I went to Ottawa for a conference with 4-H and got to talk about global opportunities with 4-H. And I also went to Yellowknife and the Northwest Territories in 2019 and got to visit those different areas and learn a lot about swine farming and that sort of thing. And then I also recently got to go to Taiwan in 2019 as well and got to kind of see the bamboo farming, the rice farming, vegetable farming, and actually stay with a host family that did poinsettia farming in this big greenhouse. So if you can imagine Taiwan in like 30 degree heat in a greenhouse, it was, it was a lot of sweat and hard work put into it, but it was great to see that. So it was awesome. And I'd love to kind of take those experiences and kind of turn it into a career, or just take more travel experiences and meet more people around the world and learn more about agriculture. Yeah, that is mm -hmm. so neat. That is so cool. I couldn't imagine being in 30 degree heat with all the Christmas flowers <laughs> yes, surrounding you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because they start out all green and then with they take the amount of sunlight is what turns them red. So with different levels of uh, UV radiation, they turn different colors. Cool. Yeah. Very neat. What do you think have been some of the biggest takeaways that you've gotten from the conference so far? From the conference, I've really enjoyed just how everyone is so happy for women in agriculture and they just love the upcoming faces and the younger people coming up to come take these positions and really just make agriculture what it's meant to be, which is just a lot of people passionate for agriculture and livestock and crops and just the farmer way and how everyone's always happy to see each other. And all of these women have been great role models for myself personally, being a 22-year-old just starting her career in agriculture. And it's been great to kind of follow their footsteps and just watch how they've kind of taken their leadership skills and their public speaking, which is things that I've kind of developed through 4-H. And I would like to foster that into kind of the same career path that they've gone into with bigger leadership roles, with CEO roles, or just kind of taking on a bigger presence and taking up more space, which is what one of the speakers said. I really resonated with that. And I'd like to take up space in the egg industry in the in the future. That's so good. <laughs> What's the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? The most rewarding, I'd say, is just all the experiences that it provides you. Because when you are a minority in a 
sector. I know I've worked with a lot of males and once you prove yourself and you can show them what you can do and how you can carry a bag of seed up to the top of the cedar and throw it in and you don't need them to carry it for you and you don't need them to, you know, do the dirty work. You can get your hands dirty and kind of do the same thing. Those opportunities just push you forward and kind of advance your career and just your life in general. And being a woman in egg is great because you get to enjoy all of the dirty work, but also you can clean yourself up nice to come to a nice conference like this and learn more about all of the other passionate women in agriculture, which has just been great. And it's been awesome to know how many people are in agriculture and how many women are so passionate about it. And like yourself, it's been great to hear you and I'm excited to listen to more of your podcasts when I go home and just the passion that's kind of been brought forward by a lot of different women. I would like to kind of take that energy and kind of make it into my own career and kind of emulate that throughout the rest of my life. So my name is Chantel. I am from LaBrokery, Manitoba. So that's the little corner in southeastern Manitoba outside of Steinbeck. I work for High Life Limited as a swine nutritionist and an R&D assistant, as well as I was crazy enough to go back to school while working full-time, so I'm doing my master's in animal science out of the University of Manitoba. (laughs) So you basically like to be busy, is what you're saying. Overly busy. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Did you grow up in agriculture? A little bit. I grew up showing horses, but I grew up in a town. I and my horses were three hours away. So it's not something that I was lucky enough to be able to just go out the back door after school and ride my horses, which was my ultimate dream, but never got that far. My big goal in life was to be a vet. Got to my first year of university, had all of my dreams crushed. Told me I wasn't very good at what I was doing and that I never had the grades or the volunteer experience to be a vet. So I took my first agri- introduction to agriculture course at the University of Alberta And I fell in love. I was like, that's it. I'm done. Called my dad. He's like, well, I'm not going to give you a few million dollars to start a farm. So you better figure it out. I'm like, don't worry. There's so much more to the industry. Just give me a minute. I'll figure it out. So I like to think I did. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And like you said, there's so many jobs in agriculture that have nothing to do with directly being on a farm or owning a farm. Exactly. And you would be... I. Every time coming to this conference, I'm surprised at the true breadth and the giant umbrella that is agriculture and all of the different places that it touches. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? It's been incredibly empowering. I come here in 2019, so that would have been the last one we had in person as a student. So at that point, it was a lot of trying to make connections as the newbie trying to enter into the field. So now three years later, as somebody who's been in the field for a little bit longer, It's been a lot to take away those points that as a student, you may never have actually brought to heart, like being a leader or how to be a manager when you're not actually one or all of these personality traits that you need to take into account of how you do your job. And just listening to other people's stories about how they how they come up in the world and how all of these different things change them and how it shapes you into being a better person overall. I just love hearing everybody's stories. It's so good. It's so good. What is the most rewarding part for you about being a woman in agriculture? It has been incredibly empowering just being a woman in agriculture and all the people that I meet and all the other women that I meet, I think we carry each other on our shoulders and we lift each other up. And I think just the most influential part is being one of the people that lifts others up, as well as just knowing that you 
feed the damn world. And it's a big job. <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> My name is Emma Van Stekelberg. I'm from Millicent, Alberta, so that's 20 minutes northeast of Brooks. And I am a dairy farmer with my dad. And um, I'm also an Alberta Milk Ambassador and a Young Dairy Leaders Institute member. You do a lot of things, Emma. And uh, we got to meet yesterday, and I think your story is pretty impressive. And you recently just graduated from university. I did, yeah. I graduated a couple weeks ago from the University of Saskatchewan with a degree in animal science. And what are you looking forward to most when it comes to being done school and getting your your start and your real job now? Definitely making money. <laughs> <laughs> but just now getting full experience at home. Like, like now I can apply the skills that I learned in school, all the knowledge and the skills that I learned, and I can use it in real life situations, like whether it's like treating a cow that's sick or, you know, like even just like applying things that I learned in like my writing and my thesis to like real world, like real world situations, you know, so. Yeah. And bringing that home to your farm yeah. to expand it to the next generation. So yeah. that's amazing. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? I've definitely learned more about how to be a leader, how to um, engage with others, have those tough conversations with people, and just more like personal personal development. So learning about myself, what kind of like leadership styles that I like, and, and just learning from other women, learning their stories, how they became successful in their respective industries. And, you know, just like being inspired by their by their stories like your story of course and you know that yeah just learning from other people that's what I like to do so yeah I it's a powerful way to learn yeah yeah what do you think is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you probably the most rewarding part is sharing my passion with agriculture with others sharing my skills that I've learned whether it's through 4-H or being on the farm or anywhere else I've like anything else I've done in my life, you know, like I just like sharing that with others. And then on top of that, just like watching like the people, you know, that I've given my skills and my knowledge to like watching them grow up and become successful in agriculture and getting their degrees and like just being very passionate about agriculture like that, like just giving back and watching people grow is just, I think that's the most rewarding part. Well, I'm Janine. I'm from Quebec. I'm a producer of uh, blueberry, asparagus, and maple syrup. And I've been uh, in agriculture since I was born. That's amazing. Is the farm that you were on right now your home farm? Is that where you were born and raised? No. Well, first I was with my husband. I was a swine producer since uh, 28 years. And then my my sons are making a company with my husband. And uh, I was asking them what I'm going to do. And they told me, you will be replacing. So that's what not what I want to do. So I bought my farm with my uh, own uh, dollars. And I right now, I, I, I'm a relief. I took the, the place of another producer, like a woman, and I was uh, 48. Wow. Basically like a second kick at the can, a second, you know, career and all of the things. That's it. That's it. 
was rough a little bit for their, my husband, but he didn't have something else to offer me. So I, I made my own way. That's amazing. What have been some of the biggest learning experiences that you've had at the conference so far? What have been your biggest takeaways? Oh, it's very, it's very interesting for the person herself. We had tools to go farther, to go better, and to go our way. That's what I found in the, the conferences, and it's very gorgeous for the, the person of, of mine. Absolutely. Is this your first time at the conference or have you been here before? I've been in Niagara Falls. I don't remember if it's 2018 or 2019, but it's the second time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's great. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? Well, I thought about that question and what I found is I'm living with my passion. Right now, my passion is agriculture. It may be changed over the years, don't uh, it's not important if it's agriculture with pork or dairy or anything i think it's important to live my passion and that's what i what i'm doing and to translate that i i see that my my, my i have four children and 11 grandchildren and my children is li- like agriculture too so it's a legacy and i'm proud of that too absolutely well and You're an inspiring woman. Oh, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Growers have a lot to consider when it comes to storing grain. Are you getting the most out of your on-farm grain storage? Could an aeration model help to better determine fan, heater, or dryer needs? And what is the ROI if you installed a bin manager system to remote monitor and control in-bin grain conditioning? At AGI, we want you to ask the tough questions about how Bin Manager allows growers like you to know exactly what is happening inside your bins without climbing a ladder or stairs, or how you can benefit from remotely monitoring your grain temperature and moisture from a smartphone, or how fully automated fans and heaters can provide peace of mind all season long. Contact an AGI representative today for a free on-farm smart storage assessment. Find AGI Bin Manager at aggrowth.com digital. That's aggrowth.com digital. My name is Carlene Yakumchuk. I am from Harry Hill, Alberta, and I currently work for Cargill, out of Vegreville as a crop input sales representative, but I am also very similar to your story, married into a family farm. So my husband and his family, they raise purebred slayers and we do some grain farming as well. When you married into agriculture, what were you expecting? Was it what you got or was it kind of a whirlwind? I think in some respects, I I got what I was expecting because I, I mean, I wasn't really like a stranger to the industry. I grew up as well, like much smaller farm, uh, so smaller scale, but it like, it's just honestly like the, the lifestyle and the way of life is like kind of exactly what I grew up with. So it, it's great to be, you know, working in the industry, raising our family in in the industry. Definitely. Yeah. I, th- I feel like once you've gotten into the industry or you get a a nice taste of it. I don't know if I could ever go back to city life or 
you know, off of a farm now. It's like, nope, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I love. That's so, so great to hear because I, I mean, I've never, other than my, you know, stint of university and college, like living in a town landscape or city landscape, you know, like I haven't really grew up with the city lifestyle. So it's, yeah. When we get to come to big fancy conferences like this, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? So the biggest takeaway for the conference, I think, like for me, number one was reconnecting with industry peers that over the last couple of years we just haven't had a chance to see face to face. So it was so great. It's been a very big recharge to my battery, like just to hear so many different perspectives and see how women in ag are shifting in order to continue to break the glass ceilings that are still there. They're just much higher than they used to be. So yeah, it's been a really great conference to take in. That is so good. And I love the re, the revamp, the recharging of being just around other like-minded women in an industry that means so much to all of us. Exactly. It's very near and dear to us. To my heart, for sure. So, What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? I think, you know, taking even the woman context out of the picture, just like waking up in the morning, being able to put on my pants, <laughs> get out the door, work with customers that are, they have one goal in mind and it is to grow their best crop or it's to have, you know, the best, you know, market steers that are heading out to, to, to head to the market and and their goal is at the end of the day, even though, you know, they're bringing it down to like revenue per acre and, and that we're, like we are feeding the world. And that is like just something that we sometimes lose maybe a little bit of sight of with the day to day. But like to wake up and be like, yeah, I'm feeding the world today. Like that's pretty, it's pretty empowering in my opinion. So I'm Megan Desjardins. I'm originally from Brooks, Alberta. I grew up on a family farm there. Now I'm based at Arrowwood, Alberta. If you don't know where that is, it's just south of Strathmore. No one knows where it is, so I always say. And I am a territory sales manager with Bayer Crop Science. That's amazing. How long have you been with Bayer for? Uh, I've been with Bayer for five years, coming from Legacy Monsanto in that whole merger acquisition. So yeah, just over five years. That's great. And what are you doing in your position? Uh, so I'm sales right now. I was market development agronomist and then I've moved to sales a year and a half ago. So trying to sell our products basically and trying to service our customers. So it's always a little bit different depending on the time of year. We have a huge portfolio and lots of products to offer. So we're basically hitting the highway and trying to have as many conversations as we can. Yeah, that's great. And you get to talk to the greatest people, farmers. Oh, for sure. It's the, <laughs> the whole reason to be in the industry is the people and the culture. And it's it's why I'm here, even though I'm not on our family farm anymore and just wanted to be a part of Egg since the beginning. So. Yeah. Tell me more about your family farm. So we, we uh, had an irrigated farm between Brooks and Bizano, grew specialty crops out there. And then since we've sold it, so it's a bit hard to drive by. So my dad passed away, long story short. We don't have the family farm anymore, but still very near and dear and involved in agriculture in all ways we can. And my husband and I have just a small little hobby farm. We have some sheep and still do the egg thing on our own and he sells equipment. So we're all about egg in all ways. So Yeah. Well, that's so great. And what a way to f keep your family legacy going 
maybe not on your family farm, but still working in agriculture and helping farmers. And for sure, you know, have I think acreage life and like small hobby farm life is like. It looks like a good life. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> days where I'm like, oh, I wish I was, you know, driving the combine. And then there's lots of days where I'm like, this is this is pretty sweet. I get the best of both worlds. Well, you take a short <laughs> drive, you can come and drive our combine. Uh, hey, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some of your biggest takeaways from Advancing Women so far? I've really enjoyed the networking and it's a very young crowd. So it's there's a lot of like fresh out of school and students here. So it's been really exciting to see the future of agriculture and just the networking I'm shocked at how, like, there's not a lot of conferences in Southern Alberta that I don't recognize most of the room, whereas I don't recognize most of the room here. So it's fantastic how far people have traveled. This is my first one. But just the networking, the empowerment, the leadership, and that drive to just support one another in all things. And don't look across the room at competition, look across the room at peers. Oh, good. (laughs) Stitch it on a pillow. So good. Megan, what is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? For me, it's the people. Farmers are so proud of what they do. And so like, come in, have coffee. This is my wife, my son, my dog, my daughter. You know, it's a family business and every farm you're brought on, you're you're made a part of that family, basically. And they want to teach you things and want to know what you know. And it's always with like respect and caring and appreciation. Like it's such a little thing that I can do. They're just so appreciative. And it's, you're like, all I did was, you know, walk your crop and bring a dozen donuts. But it's always just taken with such a appreciation and love. And that's how I grew up. We we loved the farm and loved agriculture. So for me, it's it's the culture. It's the people. It's the whole reason to be doing it. Yeah. My name is Rael Danes. I am an account manager for TD Egg Services and a cow-calf producer. And I am from Red Deer, Alberta. I'm going there after this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get your start in agriculture? So I grew up on a cow-calf and grain operation. I say Red Deer County. It's Innisfail area. So just from the, just born into it, I'm a fourth generation uh, producer. And so I've just been passionate from it day one, kind of. I They joke that I was like the boy of the family. Like I have an older sister and she was obviously involved, but I was I was the boy. I was the one out doing chores and, you know, she was inside with my mom. So I've just loved it. I've loved, I love the culture. I love the community thing about it. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. What made you stay in agriculture in your field? Was there anything else that you wanted to do or you just knew that this was for you? I just knew it was for me, but it was never a conversation. No one would, I just, I never had that conversation. It was like, well, what do you want to do? I just, it was just assumed from the get-go for me. My mom worked in healthcare and never even acknowledged that that was an option for me. It was just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in agriculture. I didn't really know in what shape or form. I didn't even, it was, it was never a conversation. I was heavily involved in rodeo, junior shows, showing cattle. So kind of all of my identity, aside from like, I guess, playing some sports and stuff was, farming and agriculture and and so yeah that's just it's truly like who I am as a person and so it was a passion right from the get-go when I didn't even know that it was and it's just been like my identity the whole way along so. perfect tell us more about your career with TD um, so I'm an account manager managing you know producers and some business manufacturers and agricultures so I manage I think of a book about 35 customers ish and I'm just their go-to gal when it comes to any advice financially if they're looking at um, investing in additional land or equipment or whatever the case is and I, I do my best to kind of understand what their goals are and what I think their operation can you know take on or can't take on and just having those conversations with them so truly trying to be a partner and I think being in the industry as a producer as well 
is really sets me up to be in a good position because I think they understand my experience um, both on the financial side and in the production side. So they really uh, value that. And I think they just trust me to be a part of that conversation. So it's really great. Yeah, yeah. that's great. What have been some of your biggest takeaways from the conference so far? Uh, some of the biggest takeaways, networking was something I, I mean, I'm young in my career, uh, four years and Networking I always knew was important, never really knew how to do it until I got put into a situation where I was like, oh, all of these people have a similar background or um, like value as I do and it's agriculture. So that's, I've understood how, you know, what my goals are for myself in a profession, but also for the industry and how we can kind of work together. And and they talk about leadership and I think it's so important in everyone's different roles because obviously most people are here in like egg business and there's obviously a few producers as well or some combination of both for lots of people. And it's utilizing each other and, you know, being a leader in whatever you're doing and really being a spokesperson for agriculture. And I go to so many conferences and um, in the dairy, in the poultry, in the beef, it's always about controlling the narrative and connecting, you know, rural and urban. And that's sort of what I'm taking away from this is like being a leader and being a spokesperson for agriculture and using your network that we're building here to kind of support that. So that's probably the biggest takeaway so far. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? I don't know if I say this is rewarding, but this is just like what immediately comes to mind is that when you tell somebody that what you do, so for me, as far as being a producer, is like the shock value. (laughs) They're like, you do? You drive equipment and you, you know, sort cows and you calve cows. And it's like, yeah. Like, and I just, I really, I like telling that story. And it's because I think when men do it, they just assume, obviously, that, you know, they know farmers and ranchers and it's always typically men and so when you tell them that that's what you do and you're actively you know involved in even the labor side of it and the shock value it's like you have their attention more you have their ear more so I think that's like what I I get like a I don't know giddy about it I think it just makes it exciting and it's just a shock value that people kind of give and I just I'm so passionate about it and and not even it never used to be in a space of like why you know we need to control the narrative we need to tell people it's just because I liked it just because I really enjoyed the culture and I want my kids to grow up like that and I like that my nephew is growing up like that and I now but as an adult it's shifted and I see some of the problems that are you know being pushed upon agriculture and how we now need to fix that and you know we're feeding more people but there's also this real negative side to it in a lot of ways and it's like okay well now there's work to be done now there's work outside of just you know putting the crops in and having the cows out it's like we actually have work to do on the front line and on the business side of agriculture so I just all of it I don't even know how to break it down to like one specific thing I just you can't can't. it's impossible impossible. I ask the most impossible questions I am Rebecca Senekar. I live in Surrey, BC, and we have a dairy farm and started a small beef operation on the side. How long have you been dairy farming for? Uh, I've been dairy farming my whole life, but I guess officially full-time probably about over 10 years. The dairy or the beef operation has been about three years, and I've been loving every opportunity I've been given with that and every, yeah, every challenge. It's been amazing. Yeah. Can I ask, were you affected by the flooding that happened? No, we weren't. But we knew lots of families personally who were. So we tried to do what we could, but it just wasn't in our location. So we were there for mental support, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that support is much needed and I think is the most appreciated a lot of times. So, yeah. 
What made you decide to expand into beef? COVID, actually. So a lot of people approached us and they said they saw that the grocery stores were kind of emptying and they approached us and they said, do you have beef? I said, well, I could have beef. So I started making phone calls and doors just started opening. And then we were approached by an online market and they asked if we would be their beef suppliers. So we took that and went running. And so we've been supplying them with beef for two years and it's just been an amazing partnership. That's amazing. Do you want to name drop them? Directfoods.store. There you go. <laughs> Look for winner's beef. <laughs> <laughs> what have been some of the biggest takeaways for you from this conference? Just that you're not alone in your story. I think women so often in agriculture feel alone, that our voices aren't heard, that our problems are unique to us. But within the first hour of this conference, I found two women who had a similar story situation that I had. And it was just talking with them, getting to know them, their story, how they dealt with those issues. It was a real eye-opener to me that, you know, there are people who can help you. They've been through this and you've got the support. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? For me, it's giving the option to my daughter, making the environment, the industry a better place for her when she can decide if she wants to come or not. And it's no pressure at all, but if that's the option for her, I hope that myself and the women around me in, in the industry today can leave this industry a better place than what we started with. My name is Sandra and I'm a farmer. I farm full-time with my husband in Manitoba, a little town called Springsteen. And yeah, I farm. Our farm is pretty diverse. So we have three areas of production. We are egg farmers. We have a layer barn. We have crops, oil seeds, grass seeds. And then we also have a leaf cutter bee pollination business on the side. So that keeps us busy most of the time. Yeah, no kidding. And like you said, such a diverse operation, so many different things to keep you busy. And, it, you know, it sounds like it's a busy all year long. There's no like real big break. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's true. Oh, people are always like, what, are, what do farmers do in wintertime, right? Because they see us out in the fields in summertime and what possibly could we keep busy with in winter? But our leaf cutter bee um, pollination, all the um, harvesting and all that stuff happens in wintertime. And then obviously being an egg farmer and looking after your hens or any form of livestock is a you know, 24-7 job. And uh, there's lots of equipment maintenance, as you would know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I don't know how to fix very many things. So <laughs> not, not, yet, not yet. I am the support. <laughs> go team, go. Yeah. And then we, like we also, I should mention, we have three children and so they farm alongside of us when they're not in school. And so we, they have their own broiler chickens and they used to have their own little goat herd and things like that. So we, we have a lot to keep us busy and a lot to have fun on at the farm. Yeah, that is so great. What have been some of your big takeaways from advancing women? I love this opportunity. You leave inspired and encouraged and refreshed. 
not only because I got to, you know, have a little mini holiday away from the farm, but just to see other women doing their thing in agriculture. And that can be, our industry is so broad. So whether they're farmers, whether they're production managers, whether they're bankers, and just hearing everyone's story. And there's been some really great speakers and there's a lot of take-homes and tangible stuff that I can take home on working towards being a better leader in, in the positions that I have at home. What is the most rewarding part about being a woman in agriculture for you? That's a really hard question and easy question at the same time. I think for myself, I've had a lot of opportunity as a female in this uh, industry, further education programs. Our Egg Farmers of Canada, our national body, has done uh, women in the egg farming programs which is focused on leadership, mental health, and all sorts of different things. So, And Canola Growers has had like a Learn to Lead program. So there's been so many opportunities given to me as a woman in agriculture that I don't necessarily know that my husband would have had. And that is solely because I am a woman. And I think our industry is changing and embracing the future. So my name is Twyla Jones. I am from a farm just southwest of Lloyd Minster, about 15 minutes southwest. And I'm a farm wife, a mother, as well as an area manager with Nutrient Ag Solutions. So do you have any free time or? Zero. <laughs> Zero. One of my goals when I came here is to try and think about how I can rediscover self-care. And that was one of my goals of coming here to listen and hear other people's stories because right now, yeah, life is nuts. Yeah. Did you find that self-care answer or do you have a, an idea to bring home? I think I'm going to go home and I'm just going to tell everybody I have to carve out time for me. And that might mean that I have to get up at five in the morning to do it. Realistically, I still have to get children onto a bus. I still have to work for me to five or longer. And I still have to do all the other stuff that is important in a wife and farm wife with those extra added responsibilities. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to just force it into maybe in my morning and I may be getting up earlier, but I'm going to force it because I think it's so critical. I, you know, I, I realized a couple of weeks ago, I missed COVID. Not that I missed the pandemic, not that I missed the crazy. I missed being able to carve that time out because there wasn't the demands that I have returning into my world right now. Talk to me more about your career and your position and what that's looked like for you over the years. So I started out in the mid-1990s, and I would say in retail, in ag retail, so that's the, that's the, where I work, women were really just starting to get that space. So the beginning of my career was rocky. I was tough and tenacious, and nobody was going to tell me I couldn't do it, but it wasn't easy. And it was, I had many rowers tell me, you know, where's the man here? I need to speak to the man. I need to speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And so I had to, I felt I had to really carve out a space. And I had a huge chip on my shoulder, huge, like really big, taking a lot of years to break that down and just move forward. Now, so at the beginning of my career, it was all about getting rid of that chip, showing the world that I can do this. Now, 25 years later, my career shifted. I'm now in management and it's really about empowering young individuals, not just women, but all young individuals so that they don't have to go through what I felt I did to prove myself so that they can see the worth in themselves very early in their careers and blossom from that versus having to trudge through the mud, so to speak, to find it. And so that's my, that's probably what 
beyond all the managerial stuff and things I have to do just as part of the job, that's what makes me tick day to day. That's so good. And inspiring the next generation of agriculture to do better and be better and to grow even more personally and in the field. Yeah. And just be authentically who you are and and know that that can be accepted and break down all those barriers. And I mean, I, I've women, I have people coming with different uh, sexual backgrounds and all sorts of things working with me. And I just think, so what? Who cares? Just be you. And I think our world has gotten beyond that space. And I think that agriculturists had a bad rap for being a little bit conservative when it comes to some of that. So I'm so excited to see our worlds expand and the ag world maybe drop some of those old labels that we had. Yeah, for sure. So to build on that and specifically to be a woman in agriculture, what's the most rewarding part for you? Oh my God, lifting up other women, for sure. I didn't always, I had some women that did that for me, but I didn't always. I've had probably as many try to tear me down as I've had tried to build me up in my career. And so I am trying to be a voice and I'm trying to be an advocate and I'm trying to just help everyone know that this doesn't need to be a barrier anymore. In fact, I was even a little bit, I don't know, jaded about this conference. I'm like, why do women need their own conference? And then I came and I'm like, we really need our own conference. If anything, it's so we can network and build each other up Mm -hmm. as as much say that we're not yet equal in this industry. And I think that's where I looked at before. I thought, we don't need our own. We're equal. We're okay. And then I came and I realized it's not about that. It's just about celebrating how far we've come. And that's what I got out of this. And I thought, oh my God, this is awesome. Thanks for listening to the Rural Woman Podcast, a proud member of the Positively Farming Media Podcast Network. The Rural Woman Podcast is more than just a podcast. We are a community. A huge thank you to the Rural Woman Podcast team, audio editor Max Hofer, and admin support from Kim & Co. Online. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Sarah Reedner from Happiness by the Acre and Carrie Munven from Laystone Farms. To learn how you can become a Patreon executive producer or other ways to financially support the show, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com to learn more. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast to get the latest episodes directly on your playlist. And if you are loving the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that accepts ratings and reviews. You can connect with us on social media at The Rural Woman Podcast and with me at Wild Rose Farmer. One of the best ways you can support the show is by sharing it. Send this episode to a friend or share on your social media. Let's strengthen and amplify the voices of women in agriculture together. Until next time, my friend, keep sharing your story.